Folks, if you love Mega like we think you do, do us a small favor. Join the Patreon. It's the number one way to support a small podcast like ours. The year we had was, well, I wouldn't say we didn't get our asses kicked with strikes and podcasting budgets getting slashed. So why not just head over and give it a try? You can do a free trial on Patreon. If that's not in your plan, at the very least, share your favorite episode of Mega with a friend and leave us a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. We'd love to keep going, and we can't do it without you. Thanks. I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com mega and use code MEGA to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Levant welcoming you to Inside Twin Hills, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community so you can be blessed by them. Oh, friends, I got good news for you. My son, Day, he was um, doing this thing about world religions. And did you know that um, I was reading his report in world religions that all the traditions have some things in common? And that's that the teachings about compassion and ways to handle the destructive emotions in us are in all world religions. But isn't it so neat that we've got the one that's true? <laughs> I like that a lot. All right. Well, it sure wasn't Sarah and Abigail. It was Sarah and Abraham. I got to get a man out here. Give it up for my friend Gray House, everybody. Hey, everyone. Hey, Holly. How are you doing? I'm so, so good. good. How about you? Oh, I'm so blessed today. I'm just really feeling the fellowship around here. It's just amazing. Yeah. What's happening in Climax, my man? You know, Climax this week, we had this absolutely fantastic activity, and I wanted to tell everyone about it because I thought it was really special, the memories that we made. So a lot of the kids, we got together and we did um, what's called a prayer maze, a prayer maze or a prayer labyrinth. And what we did, we went out in the parking lot and we got a bunch of uh, hay bales. Mm. We also got some some of those dividers that you would uh, use in the parking lot or on on the road. And uh, we we built a maze. It was really big, awesome maze, very complex. And uh, a, f- a few of the uh, contractors in the congregation actually helped us devise it. And do you know about what a prayer maze is? No, not at all. You know, a prayer maze is used in a lot of different spiritual traditions, but really, mm. uh, right, and, and some people think, oh, it's some sort of mystical thing. Well, actually what a prayer maze is, it's a way to just focus simply on walking 
and praying. Mm. You don't have to think about where you're going. You're just walking through a maze and you're thinking a prayer. So what we did with all the kids, we said, hey, just come up with a simple prayer that you're going to say as you walk and enter the maze and uh, we'll see you on the other side. So we had about, oh, I would say 120, 130 kids. And we started them out at the top of the prayer maze. And I was at the other side of the parking lot uh, at the end of the maze to, to meet them at the end. Now, just a little problem was that, uh, you know, I'm waiting. It's 30 minutes go by, 45 minutes go by. I'm not seeing any kids come out of the maze. Oh. And then I'm thinking, okay, something's going on. Uh, what, we have, what we realized is that we actually, that something went wrong in the design where there was no exit. Oh, no. So it sort of spiraled in on itself. And then they couldn't figure out how oh. to get back. And then... So they're uh, just praying and praying. So they just kept praying. And then a bit, it was a bit... I guess the metaphor didn't quite hold up because once they were in the middle, some of them got quite panicked. And some of them said, you know, I had a panic attack. I couldn't really understand what uh, how to get get away. And oh, I no. just said, hey, guys, you know, well, let's just think back, though, on the process to get into the middle. Was that fun? Or, you know, sure. and, and they said, well, some of them said, yeah. But uh, Prame is really, really cool and That's fun activity so cool. and, and just something to, you know, focus us up. Really felt spiritual. I was playing music real loud over, across the parking lot on a PA. Oh. And, um, yeah, I think it was really special for some of them. And think about what God's experience was of that whole thing. All of a sudden, all these teens are talking to him, really sending them up. That's right. And God and, was like, hey, I hear you. Right. And I said, even when you were calling out for help, uh, did you call out for help to God first? Or were you just calling for me? That's a good question. And I said, that's also just a lesson you can learn. Hey, if you're calling out for me, that's probably not the person that can actually help you in this situation. Maybe you should use some of those prayers of intercession huh. to call out for God to help you. Uh, some of them just jumped over the hay bales and a few of the boys sure. just sort of knocked down one of the dividers and they got out. And that's so cool. Well, a prayer maze. That's I right. like it. That's right. How was your week, Hallie? Oh, I thought it was so neat this weekend. Steve had such a great message. Um, he told he was telling the story of how three men visited Abram. Remember before he was Abraham? Right. And these three men show up and Abram showed them this great hospitality. And the Bible says that these men were actually God and two angels who came in disguise. And I thought that was so cool. It just blew my, blew my mind that like, hey, if somebody comes over, it could be God disguised as a man. And that's so cool. Right. And, um, you know, day had, he had some snarky thing to say about it. He was like, well, oh gosh, I hope God doesn't show up at the U S border. And I was like, that's not the point day. You know what I mean? But I just thought it was so cool that God can disguise himself as a man. So he brings two angels as his homies and they drop in on Abram and they tell him that the same time next year, his wife, Sarai, going to have a son. You remember this? Of course. It's so cool. And so I just thought the cool takeaway was that God can drop by and he can, and he's going to bring good news. So, Hey, twin hillers out there, just realize any day, you know, uh, God could drop by and he's going to bring good news. So be ready and just see God today as you go about your beeswax. You know what I mean? Oh, also on a little side note. Oh, the Bible says that Sarah laughed when she got the news that she was pregnant because she was way too old to have a child. Oh, right. Did you know that? And she laughed and I mean, it's hilarious. But it made me also think, remember, in the New Testament, when Elizabeth found out she was pregnant, um, she questioned God. Right. And he struck her dumb. Right. So I was like, oh, another little takeaway here. It's okay to laugh. Right. But you don't question it. Right. Well, you know, that's probably good because she wasn't very smart to begin with to even question God. So how do you make someone who's dumb even dumber? Oh. Oh. Yeah. You know, I would say if you live in a gated community... Also, God could stop by, but you better give him the code to the gate. See? Yeah, I thought that was neat. So, gals, just remember that laughing and giggling is um, good, but using your voice when you doubt 
not okay. It's funny. I heard this thing that a female's greatest fear, I was just reading this in some, a female's greatest fear uh, is obviously, you know, violence from men. Oh, really? Yep. And uh, sure. I would always think it'd be pull-ups. Oh. Couldn't do as many pull-ups. Well, I'm not afraid of something that just doesn't exist. See? Right. Um, But... A uh, man's greatest fear? You know what men's greatest fear is? Oh, uh, sure. Being laughed at by a female. Really? Mm-hmm. It must be so hard for them. Do, wow. You know? I think my fear would be not being able to do as many pull-ups as a woman. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm-hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Because I really value truth, misinformation really, really scares me. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about Conspirituality, a podcast that dismantles new age cults, wellness grifters, and conspiracy mad yogis. At their best, they attack public health efforts in times of crisis. And at their worst, it's like they're recruiting for the fever dream of QAnon. On Conspirituality, You will have a journalist, a cult researcher, and a philosophical skeptic all discussing stories and cult dynamics and helping educate us and using proven science as their guiding light. I really recommend the Jordan Klepper episode talking about creating comedy in the megaverse. Jordan's incredible. And I also really love the medical medium episode. It's really good. And not just because I've had my own weird experiences with mediums. (laughs) From exploring cults to analyzing our cultural and political landscape, the Conspirituality Podcast will help you stay informed against misinformation and resist fear tactics. Find Conspirituality on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, listener, it's Zach Harper, Amin Al Hassan, and Anthony Mays of Cinephobe. You may be asking yourself, what is Cinephobe? Amin, would you like to fill in the people? Cinephobe is the podcast where Zach and I watch movies that are poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes and try to ascertain. Oh, we're trying to well. ascertain? Yes. Okay. Ascertain. Whether or not they're accurately poorly rated, or maybe they didn't get a fair shake. Cinephobe, produced by this guy, Anthony Mays. Hey, that's me. I produced this show. I also watched the movies, even though that wasn't included in the description, and I also ascertained. This month is... Wow! Oh, oh, oh. oh Maze, why do you say that? Supercharge it. <laughs> so that this promo can remain evergreen. McCavity. I feel like explaining a little bit more. In 60 seconds? I don't know. Maybe I don't bring attention to it. Assuring people like, look, if you listen, you're going to get it. Just give it, give it time. That's a good promo. Just listen to it. Give it time. You'll figure it out. Is this the promo right now? Isn't it? Okay, I think we got it. Cinefo. Wherever you get podcasts. <laughs> Woo!
Well, just like Abram's wife, Sarah, laughed when she heard about her geriatric pregnancy, you're going to laugh when you hear our guest today. Please welcome Rames Lund, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I, it, it's about time. All of my uh, dearest friends have been on this show. And uh, hey, TikTok. <laughs> it was somebody's turn. And uh, for those of you at home, I'm pointing a couple of big old thumbs at, my, <laughs> at myself. <laughs> I know. You sent me a couple emails. You kept putting um, letters in my mailbox. You put letters in. You've been, every time he sees us passing us in the halls, Rames is always like, when am I coming on? Hey, I, I did everything but uh, fire a missile into the sky. And then when the <laughs> missile exploded, it, it would say, hey, what about old Rames? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so good to have you. And thank you for asking over and over. Yeah. That's great to be here. Here you are. Look at this. We're so glad. We got to tell everybody what you do um, about your ministry. Well, uh, what do I do? What don't I do? But anyway, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> hey, he did it. <laughs> and I'm pointing up to God. I right. think you have one of the coolest things. People probably wouldn't even know that this is a job that exists at Twin Hills. You're like a you're like a punch out artist. Oh no, I, like a, a punching out sounds like you're a boxer. You're a what did you call it? <laughs> well, now where I hail from, the great city of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, is that so? <laughs> well, that's where I come from. Yes, uh, I am what they call a punch up artist. Punch up. <laughs> you punch up. Okay, because you do the jokes. Hey, I punch up, but not at the Lord. <laughs> See, mm. seeing that right? What? He's so funny. How I know does he's he do so that? funny. It's just so quick. You must be so quick. Well, a lot of people ask me that, and I am quick. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not a very fast runner. Oh, really? No, but it, it's more of a mental thing. Yeah. I've got more of a, uh, you say something, I zip it back. Somebody else says something, I, I give it a quick zip back. Right. Uh, somebody says something, I overhear it, I zip back. Somebody at the store says something, I'm in the next aisle. I run around to where they are and I zip back. That's awesome. So what exactly do you do here when you're doing all that zipping back? How does that translate into your job? Well, uh, you've all heard uh, the beloved Steve Judson's sermons. That's right. Of course. And, you know, occasionally he's been known to throw a little Joker-Rooney in there. Oh, he's got humor. Well, who do you think's uh, behind some of those <gasps> some of those zingers and some of those ad wizards? Really? <laughs> so you're just zipping back. Uh, with, so how does that work? Steve writes something and then you then he sends it to you uh, well no actually i'm in the room with really steve. yes i'm in the room oh, with steve. You wow so and of course he's pacing back and forth hands folded um light bursting in the window yeah. uh, it, it's funny uh, to be that close to steve which i know many people want to be and i get to be yeah. his sort of uh well, I, I think of myself as a gargoyle <laughs> because of the way I look, because uh, not the best looking fella. Um, but I think of myself as a gargoyle sitting across the desk uh, uh, at Steve watching him. And occasionally he'll snap his fingers and I'll be like, are you trying to think of something, Steve? And he'll say, I am. And I was like, do you need a joke, Steve? And he'll say, I do. So I look up to the sky and I come up with one of my uh, great zingers. Uh, That's and, awesome. and they're clean. It's so funny that you can, it's, I, I appreciate that you can be so funny and so clean. Well, now let's talk about a little bit of darkness here. When I was back in Los Angeles, I was writing oh, you know, dirty jo jokes, jokes really? about, you know, I mean, anything was on the table. Really? We're talking, you know, caca. Uh, kind of stuff. Well, the West Coast, it's a wicked, wicked place. It's a wicked place. And now are these producers pushing you to do those types of jokes? I've always heard that a lot of Christians will say, hey, I didn't want to do these jokes. Mm -hmm. But the producers, they came, they told me, you'll lose your job if you don't. Well, I'll be honest with you. Back then, I was um, lost. Yeah. 
Um, I was uh, wandering the seasides. I uh, took up with this man who went by the name of Golden, mm. and we lived in a lean-to on uh, Venice Beach. And Ooh. I would write jokes in the sand, and many of them were filthy. Oh. Um, and one day, this producer was walking back, and I had written a joke on the sand, and it was, well, uh, the joke was, uh, did you hear that chickens uh, die during sex? Oh, no. no. Well, at least the one I had sex with died. Uh, wait. Oh, okay. so that's how wicked I used to be. I used yeah, to write that's... very wicked things. Well, and oh, that was the joke. Yeah, that was it. Um, well, you see, in 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 the world of the joke, um, a man has had sex with a chicken until it's passed on. Okay, see, I but, I, I immediately thought you had. Oh, the, on, honestly, yes, no. Right. I, honestly, I. I <clears throat> oh, you know what? I would say from 2004 to 2008 are kind of a blur. Mm. So whether or not I did what to what, uh, I can't really say. But isn't that what's so beautiful about God is that he can take things that uh, were intended for bad and he can use them for good. You know what? Every day I wake up and I say, thanks God for taking all my sins and leaving my funny bone. <laughs> uh, that's really he did, though, didn't he? He, he really did. he really left it and he and uh if i hit it sometimes it goes joins and there's a sort of a you know the tingles all the way up the arms yeah <laughs> so in the in the world of the joke the uh-huh. guy i'm just trying to figure so the chicken is the chicken dies the chicken dies yes and then when the chicken has sex it when the chicken then he goes chicken has sex mm-hmm and then well so in the world of the joke um i'm playing a man uh who is going up oh so you are playing the man well no uh this was actually uh, a period when i was uh you know i was writing for other comedians oh right um okay and uh so when i would talk because i would do often do open mics um are you familiar with open mics are um, sure. uh, for music, I've heard of open well, mics. Well, no, these are for comedy, and oh. they really are. They're a den of sin. They're a den of... Oh, sure. The, it's uh, the darkest, most unhappy people yeah. all crammed into the same tiny little sweaty room. Oh, wow. And this was my life uh, for around eight years. But oh. uh, getting back to what you were asking, right. uh, in the world of the joke, I'm playing somebody who thinks he has a fact. Okay. okay. Hey, did you right. know this? Uh, have you ever met, uh, sometimes in the comedy world, they're called ad wizards. There are people oh. who, uh, pretend to know everything. Uh, so you can say, <clears throat> Hey, that guy's a real ad wizard. Or did you hear about the ad wizard that did this or that? So in this world, I'm pretending to be an ad wizard and the ad wizard says to, you know, a Joe Schmo, Hey, did you hear that this is true. Okay. Okay. And then he says, well, actually it's not true, uh, for this funny reason. I, I think I, I think I see now. Yeah. yeah what, was the, what was the show you got hired on? I worked for a few years on the long running, uh, comedy smash, according to Jim, oh, uh, starring, wow. uh, Jim Belushi. Oh, that was That's a very cool. funny show. Yeah, it was very funny, but, um, I'll tell you what, it was, it was equal parts good natured and equal parts. I mean, Hey, what's a three letter word for fun? S I N. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
Yeah, I hear you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say, I know how, I looked this up recently. Mm-hmm. I know how chickens mate. Did you know this? They just line up their holes. Wait, is this part of the joke? Hey, that's a... <laughs> they line up... They li- yeah, I mean, and, 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 and a male chicken is called, you know, when the cock crows and everything, but he actually is not... He just has a hole and she has a hole and they line up their holes. And did you also know, like, why we have brown eggs and white eggs? Do you know why? Or, I'm, I'm ready for this one. Or speckled <laughs> eggs? Or spe- so, uh, you know, white chickens make white eggs. <laughs> brown chickens make brown eggs and speckled chickens make speckled eggs. Really? And that's so cool. I also want to go back because you mentioned that you're unattractive and I wouldn't say that oh, because you are a child of the utmost high God and you are lovable. And I think that you are, you know, I think you don't look your age because you're actually young, but your body's just aging for what is the, is it like a scolio? What's the, I've got what they call a dowager's hump. Oh, oh a dowager's hump. Isn't that neat? And, um, Unfortunately, uh, my chin yeah. uh, rests about in the middle of my chest, as you can see. Right. And um, I'm stuck looking at my shoes. <laughs> Thinking of jokes. I just uh-huh. thought it was unfair, though, that you called yourself um, uh, a, gar- a Garfunkel because I thought he was actually the more talented of the two. Hey, he certainly had the most talented hair. <laughs> I like his hair. <laughs> hey, run a comb through that. Uh, better yet, <laughs> don't. <laughs> hey, but I wanted to thank you. Uh, you just said uh, you don't find me that unattractive of a man. Uh, hey, tell that to my mirror. <laughs> uh, well, we're always hard on ourselves, but I think you're cute. I think you're cute. I think you kind of look. I think gargoyles can. Um, I think they can be really interesting looking. Well, all they need is a kiss from a princess. Isn't that right? <laughs> and my wife certainly isn't one of those. That's the spirit. Oh, you're married. <laughs> oh, I'm married. And that was a joke. She certainly is. I am married. Um, I'm married to my first cousin. Um, her name is also my name. Her last name is my name as well. Oh, so she didn't have to change her name. Nope, she didn't. Her was da- she a Lund? Yes, she is also a Lund, and her mom and my dad, brother and sister, and we met each other actually at a picnic, and we kissed by the lake, and it was forbidden, and that's kind of what worked. But what I'm saying, these are all in the days before I found C H uh, R I S T. Well, that's well. Christ, but I'm not one to get divorced, so... Well, you can. I mean, that's the sin. And so you got to stick this out, even though it might have been something that was hatched in the dark. You know, God can make it, bring it into the light. They used to give me a bunch of guff during the, according to Jim, uh, table reads. I believe it was Jim Belushi himself who found out that I was married married to my first cuz. And he used to let me have it uh, (laughs) during the table reads. In fact, there's a post-it note that he kept on the kitchen cabinet in the family's uh, kitchen. Uh, On set. On set. And if you zoom up really close, it says my name. Rames Lund. And then it says is a sicko. It does? You made it on the show. Yeah, I did. That is so cruel. A little on camera time. You know, I mean, it's actually, uh, you know, you're not supposed to marry a cousin, but I would say that, you know, it's probably more biblical than a lot of the content that he was thinking in his sick mind. You know what? That's really, that's really interesting that you said that. And there are a lot of modern marriages that were also first cousins. You've got the Roosevelt's, you've got, um, you know, uh, JFK Jr. was, I think, married to his first cousin. Um, 
I believe uh, I believe Mike Pence is also married to his first cousin. Yeah, that that's is, true. That is also true. Um, another one. That and he lo- calls her mom. That's right. Which I mean, I think that's a bit confusing too. Yeah, she's his cousin, but she goes by mom. Right. Yeah. There's another one I'm trying to think of uh, that are. It's a famous first cousin married couple. Um, I think uh, uh, um, Will Smith. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. That's right. Oh yeah, because she was a she, her I last name that. was Pinkett Smith. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's wow. I think yeah. That's probably how they found each other. Yeah, and they're doing great, and their kids are great. They have beautiful kids. I think one of their kids is in movies. <laughs> I hope not. That's a zinger. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. He zipped it back. That's good. Now. Uh, I just don't think you should tell anybody. That's what you should do. Just don't, you know, people like uh, Belushi and all these, just don't tell anybody. It's none of their business. It's well, your they, wife. Just don't ever tell anybody. It's none of their business. Unfortunately, those records are public. And oh, um, if oh. anybody uh, wanted to find out, they could find out. And it's a pain in the old, <laughs> guess where I'm pointing? Behind. <laughs> to my behind. Oh, right. But people oh, I will. Uh, you're pointing sort of at your, your hump, though. Well, I'm also. The dowagers. My, my dowagers hump, yeah. I guess. Oh, do you call that your behind? Hey, over the hill, uh, I'm under the hill. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like comedy really does chew people up and spit them out. I just watched the Robin Williams Netflix doc, and it was so sad because it's like, look what comedy does to people. You just see it over and over and over. All of them, they all end up dying. And it just is like, that's what comedy does. You know what I mean? And I guess you could say, well, everybody's got a death sentence, but it's different with comedy. You know what I mean? You're absolutely right. And I think, and this might be controversial, I think Robin wouldn't be here if it wasn't for somebody I'd like to refer to as the white lady. Oh, the white that? lady? Who's that? Cocaine. Oh. And if we're taking a second here, I too am no stranger to the white lady. Uh, these are my before times. Everybody's got an origin. It all depends on where you end now I think I might have a joke um, I'd love to hear it so uh, you said the white lady and I'm gonna say she probably lays white eggs hey that's what you call a callback isn't it yep okay well uh, that's really funny you know what you might say can I do a bit of punch-up live on oh, your please joke do. We yeah, get to I, see don't, the process. I don't think it needs it but go ahead I know the white lady I heard she lays white eggs and they're about eight grams heavy. What's what's eight, eight grams is a roughly the size of an eight ball. Oh, um, and that an is ball? an eight is ball it? is uh, usually speed and cocaine mixed <laughs> together, and you shoot it in your arm. And I'm telling you, the entire Whoa. cast of According to Jim was uh, was doing these eight balls. Now I do have a question: Is it better if you have a joke that really it's better to explain it at the end? Oh, for sure. Well, I don't for know sure. if it's better, but I'll be gosh darned if I don't have to. Right. Nearly every time I tell one. It really seems like you went through this very dark time, and then you said you found Jesus. And I just want to know how you get from, you're at the, you're, you're working on According to Jim, mm-hmm. one of the most popular groundbreaking shows Ever. of all time. Thank you very much. But, so you, mu- you must have been on top of the world. Did you ever see the episode where they go to space? No. No. I wrote that. Really? I have to go. I'm going to look it up on It turns YouTube. out it's a dream, which is a great way to wrap something up. That's cool. Oh. Um, but it turns out the whole thing's a dream. 
Um, anyway, uh, you were asking, how do I find God? So yeah, Lost well, ripped you off. They did. Wow. Well, thank you for... Because that came before Lost. You know, I can't, I can't look up and see you right now because my hump is hurting particularly bad. And if I hadn't to leave, maybe I could look up and see you. Well, I can bend down a little bit. Look, oh, can you look see? at you. Hi. Hey, there's those peepers. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? It's not that your hump's big. It's just that your head's down so low. Hey, waiter, table for smooch. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I found God because I passed away for a full three hours. Um, I was on the set of According to Jim, and uh, I was at Crafty with him. What's that? Uh, Crafty is the area where uh, they have all the snacks and the food. Oh. You can get anything from uh, a couple of ibuprofen to um, a cracker with cheese on it. To, Ooh, I'd uh, like Crafty. <laughs> an iced coffee. Hey, I'd like it too. My belt doesn't like it. That's right. See? <laughs> How does he do it? I was at Crafty with uh, Jim Belushi. I mentioned to him that maybe he could tone it down a little bit uh, during uh, one of these scenes that I wrote. Just his en energy? Or? Uh, just uh, the way that he was saying the lines. And also I was asking him if he could sweat a little less. Right. And maybe it was the white lady. <laughs> maybe it was the white lights above. Okay. I guarantee See, how does he do it? He just, <laughs> he's full of humor. So I mentioned, to, I mentioned to Jim maybe he could tone it down a little bit during a scene. Um, I, I was saying to him, when you yell... Uh, you get sweaty and when you get sweaty, we've got to have makeup come in when makeup comes in, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking about the line producer. I'm seeing the dollar signs go up and up and up and I'm on the hot seat too, because, um, you know, it's a pretty cutthroat business. So you're standing at crafty. You say to Jim Belushi, tone it down a little bit. What does he do? He picks up a can of orange crush soda wow. and he whips it at my head. <gasps> what? And I died for three hours. You died I passed away like like when someone dies on the table in surgery just like when somebody died well so the ambulance comes and uh they take me to the hospital they you know they're uh, they're needling me they're and working on you they're working and on clear. me all the uh, picture your favorite episode of uh um er but picture okay. yours truly i'm picturing it george and clooney and uh, <laughs> hey, don't picture it too hard. <laughs> I thought I was your sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So you're dead. So I died on the table. It, it, now the the I good. I can't believe I never knew this. Well, this is very funny that you guys don't know this because it's. it's I, I'm talking about it all the time. I was in heaven. What? I went to heaven. Really? I went to heaven for three hours. <laughs> but what you don't understand is, is that each year in heaven is one second on earth. Really? <gasps> so you take up how many seconds there are in, in three hours. That's how long I was in heaven. Awesome. Oh my God. Where's my phone? I got to do the calculator. How, how, how long? Wait, wait, so you're talking about more than just the white light uh, and going up the, and racing back down. You were in heaven. I met, I met him. How, how, how long, how long in heaven is three hours on earth? It's, we, let's get a calculator out. Hold on. Let me get my calculator. Cause I usually remember it when I'm telling stories, but let me uh, get, so there's so okay. 45 seconds. So you have to hold it. it so close to your eyes. It's like you're right up against your eyeballs. Well, I, I can't see very well. Oh. Um, so then yeah, you got 45. So let's see how many, how second. many hours in a day? Uh, 31. Uh, is it? Uh, hours in a day. 24. Uh, uh, 24. 24. Uh, right, right. Okay. 24. And so I would times that by how much? 
So you times that by... By 60. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. So that equals 1,440 minutes. Is that correct? Yeah. Now let's go ahead and times that by... Th- oh, wait, no, no. That's not what I want to do. I was dead for three hours. So, oh, no. I. Oh, how many seconds is that is what we're trying to figure out. Right. So you just need to know. Uh, so. Okay. So how many seconds in an hour? Um, I guess it's 60 about... 60 times 60. It's got to okay. be a few hundred. That's 60 12. times right. 60 right. equals times 3 equals... <laughs> I was in heaven for 10,800 years. Wow. What? Yeah. Rames, how did you not lead with this? Tell us about heaven. Right. This what? Is, could you just sum it up? Because we only have about an hour. So could you sum it up? Sort well... Just the whole experience. Let's see. Sum That's it up. It's quite a long time. Uh, sum it up... Uh, you ever heard of a 10,800 year long spring break? <laughs> really? It's really? really that good. Oh, it's a blast up there. And you guys got to meet. I can't wait for you to meet the big guy. Really? Now, who do you think I'm talking about? Uh, well, I was thinking Jesus. But well, God. it's funny. Even Jesus calls this guy the big guy. Really? Uh-huh. Who? Jimmy Stewart. Really? The famous I... comedian. Hey, hey, let Who wants to come on over and shoot my Winchester 57 gun? Ah. Huh? That is awesome. No, wait, hold on. Before we dive into heaven, do you guys want to hear, you know, every comedian does a bit of... uh, Impressions? Impressions. Oh, yeah. First, I just want to say, I'm glad there's a Second Amendment in heaven. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's from actually the movie Winchester 57 starring a... Older and fading, uh, James Stewart. Wow. Oh, is he that age? Are you the age that you die? You can be whatever age you want to be on any given day. Really? And are there dogs everywhere? Are there dogs everywhere? Uh, Only in the biggest dog park you've ever seen. That's (laughs) awesome. Um, One thing that's, uh, I was a little confused at first because God always sits in the middle. Jesus always sits on the right. There's an empty chair on the left, and one day I got up enough gumption to uh, ask uh, Jesus. I, know where this is going. I was like, "Who's that chair for?" Oh no! And he says to me, as as with a dare I say devilish grin, "You know who that seat's for? That seat is for Mr. Jose Canseco." Really? I and I say, "Well, what in the world for?" And he says, "The Bash Brothers." And he sort of mic drops out. That is of awesome. The big dining room in heaven. So, what other uh, impressions do you do? Okay. Um, well, I can do a mean. Um, uh, did you ever watch Dennis the Menace? Sure. Uh, the old uh, 1960s one? Right. It was actually based on an Australian show called Kip Wallaby. Well, for Son of a Gun, I didn't know that. Um, oh, yeah. But um, yeah. he was all, they, well. They called him Kip Wallaby the Bastard, actually, because he was a bit of a problem, and everyone was like, "We got to get this uh, kid um, out of here." But, but it's not cursing if you're using it as what it actually means, I right? Think. Oh no, he was a legitimate kid, though. They just didn't like him. Well, oh. s- right. well, you know how Dennis Menes had that neighbor, Mister Wilson, right? I can do a bit of a Mister Wilson if you'd like to hear it. That would be great. Uh, what What was the equivalent in Sh- the? Uh, his name was Mister Shuggy Colotus. Okay. Um. All right. Do you want to hear a little Mr. Wilson? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, Dennis, good gravy. That's. Uh, oh. <laughs> Do you want to hear my Mr. Clotus? Yes. Okay. That would be like. <laughs> 
get out of here, Kip, you little bastard. You've been you've been out on the lawn all day, and you, you best uh, get, get off the grass and uh, go do your homework. That was that wow. was exactly what he sounded wow. like. That sounds great. Well, that's really great. That's great writing, actually. Right. Oh, now is that uh, straight from the script? Yeah, actually, that was his catchphrase. You know, I can occasionally still, if I want to, hop back up to heaven and say hello to the gang. What? Well, yeah. Well, how do you do that? Well, I can do it right now. Do you want me to show you? Sure. Okay. Well, don't freak out here. <laughs> okay. Hey, um, all I need to do is put my, as you can see, what I'm doing right now is I'm choking yourself, choking myself a little bit. Okay. But I'm not going to do it to completion yet. Here, I'm going to hold you this little, uh, dev- I'm going to give you this little device. Okay, thank you. All right. And um, after about, I don't know, two or three seconds has elapsed, okay. uh, press that button. Okay. It'll make a zap sound. Okay. And I'll be back to life. It'll shock me back to life. But what I'm going to do essentially is choke myself until I die after two or three seconds. Now, keep in mind, that's two or three years heaven time. Uh, I'm going to go up there, say hi to the gang, and... You hit that zap button, it'll make a, you'll hear the sound when it happens. And uh, I'll be, boom. Do I do it right on your heart? Yep. Okay. Make sure it's right on my heart. Okay. All right. All right. Well. This is your left. Okay. Hey, see you in a couple of years. Okay. Okay. He's he's slowly. getting really red. I can't actually tell if it's it's his throat because his head is quite loud. Yeah, it doesn't really have a neck, so to speak. Okay, he's gone. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Okay, let's bring him back. <laughs> okay. <sighs> How was it? What, what is this? Oh. <laughs> oh, hey, why'd you have to stop the fun? <laughs> oh, my God. What were you doing just now? What were you doing up there? Just as you zapped me back, I was talking to Ava Gabor. Oh, I like her. Is Jose Canseco up there yet? Jose Canseco is not up there, but word on the street, he will be soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm not really allowed to share any of that. Oh, uh, the device worked perfectly. Um, but uh, were you two jibber-jabbering? Because I think I was up there for close to maybe six or seven years. Oh, really? I was supposed to be up there for two. I might have right. been slow on the Mississippis. Right. That's awesome. So, I've got to try that sometime. So yeah. I go up. So I went up into heaven. I talked to all my usual friends. Um, and uh, here I am back with you guys. And this is <laughs> so much fun. I'm really sorry about that. But whenever you come back to heaven, uh, the re entry gives you a little bit of uh, the burps. Oh, you get a little gas. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of the old burpy words. Well, just like David slung a pebble into Goliath's skull, you've slung some letters into our mailbag, fellas. I mean, now we've got someone answering your questions here who has been in the presence of God in heaven. I can't even. We got to have you back a million times over. I got to take you out to lunch. We could go to Olive Garden or we could go to Macaroni Grill or something because I got to ask you a million questions about I've heaven. got so much to tell you. Now, before we get and dive into this mailbag, I hope these people don't mind their ribs getting tickled a little bit. I um, can't wait. Because I'm going to hear stuff and I'm going to say stuff. And uh, the only off button I have is uh, 
uh, when I'm back up in heaven. <laughs> That's the only time I'll be turned off is when I actually pass away. Hi, Hallie Gray and guest. That's Rames. Hey, Hi, Hallie uh, Gray and Rames. Hey, you guessed it was me, I think. <laughs> See, he can do it all day. That's great. Social media is an ever-present part of our world today. How can I use my own social media to spread the word of Jesus and minister to others without being sucked into the sinful world of advertising? Sincerely, sanctified and social. That's a good question. It's a great question. Hey, what do they call it? Uh, advertising. If they're uh, always advertising food, uh, shouldn't they be calling it appetizing okay <laughs> see okay now is uh, what, that the answer to the question well no oh uh, w- what what was her name again i'll, I'll come. sanctified and social yeah, i got an idea take a picture of a steak that sh- that'll be social meteor uh, <laughs> that is great meteor <laughs> hey and an extra like if it's a t-bone steak <laughs> why not i mean comedy is you make it look easy you know i would say to uh sanctified and social uh, you, you've got to really just be uh, I, I always say be careful where you click be mm. careful where you click so when i'm sharing thing good news uh, about the church or about climax or about other things i'm just going to be very careful about the words that i use because the words that you use when you minister are going to be are going to be used by all the algorithms and the bots to then advertise to you so and and of course if, if i'm using words like um you know words that i like to avoid are um you know i would never say like soft or um supple uh, I would never say anything that was like, um, you know, young uh, bodies. I would never use anything like uh, that because I know that that's those keywords are being stored. And then they're going to build something out of those keywords that is not going to be positive. So when I'm, when I'm, I'm but I, oftentimes if I just use words that are in the Bible, I get awesome advertising that I, I feel great clicking on. Ah, that's a great idea. Well, I'll tell you what, Sanctified and Social, or SS, if I might call you SS. <laughs> you just got to believe in what you're doing and see it through. Rames Lund was played by James Dunn. James can be seen performing improv every Friday night with Secret Twin at Acme Comedy NoHo and select Saturday nights through June at Second City with Beachbody. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas is played by Greg Hess. Our incredible producer is Ryan Countshouse. Follow us on your favorite form of social media and send a letter to our mailbag at megathepodcast at gmail. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon. Hi, I'm Melissa. And I'm Benji. And we're the co-hosts of Rated PG. We have three boys, and to keep ourselves from going totally insane, we started a podcast to talk about the crazy stuff they watch all the time. Join us every Wednesday as we dive into the movie that's about to push us over the edge. And Friday, you get a dose of what we're dealing with with Nate's Take. Listen on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire. Campfire.